0: Not much. Not much at all. I'm just tired. It's been a good but kind of long day. So, mm. yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm doing great.
1: What was good about it?
0: What was good? Um well, I got up some, somewhat early. I've I've tried to be tried to be getting up. <laughs> That's not the right words. <laughs> um I have tried to get up early this week and um most of the times it's been foiled. Either by myself in in going to bed. Because you stay up too late. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's either that or it's because the kids decide to wake up real early. Mm -hmm. So that's that's a fun one too. have no control over that one. The other one I have complete control over. So, uh, no, no, no. So I woke up early this morning and I was able to get in some time.
1: Woke up early this morning.
0: Was that a song?
1: No, I don't know why. I You're singing wanted, it like it's a
0: country song. I
1: just wanted to add a melody to it. Out here by the lake. <laughs>
0: um so, yeah, I got up early, um was able to get in a good amount of time. <laughs> Anyways, uh getting some uh, some good time in the indie Bible. Mhm. In the Psalms in and then the Psalms. The, uh, Doing, trying to do some scripture memorization, so got that done. Then was able to get in a, a workout, start exercising again. Nice craziness. Um, and then our son woke up, and he was in a good mood this morning, so we were hanging out. That's always good news. Yeah, yeah. Went outside. We were hanging out for a while. Smoked a bit of a cigar.
1: Yeah, it was really cute. Actually, like ten in I the was, morning. Like awoken, but well. I was awoken by the dog barking, which wasn't cute, but then I could hear like Ollie's little voice outside, and I was like, "Oh, that's so cute."
0: Yeah, we were eating figs, walking around, having a good time so so that was a good start to my day, then into work, and uh just I was productive at work, even though like the projects that I was working on took longer than I expected. they were done. They were done. They even if even if they didn't end how I expect that expected either. Like I'm already thinking of ways I can improve on what I did. Um, but it's still I still got it done. Still running around. That uh, always feels good. Yeah, in rooms without AC, feeling productive. So that was
1: fun. Not accomplished.
0: So I've, I've 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 gotten a lot of got my sweat in, as they say. Done some sweating today. Got to... Got the beads of of sweat running down my face.
1: Sweating, mm-hmm. with the beads of sweat running down your face. I'm in a weird mood right now. You yeah, guys. I'm so sorry. Yeah, you are
0: because you were awoken by a dog barking.
1: That does sound like a country doesn't song, doesn't it? Wow. When you said
0: it, I was going to do that, and then I didn't, but now I did.
1: I'm glad you did. <laughs>
0: so i've had a good day what about you wow that was yeah 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 you act like i don't ever do that (laughs)
1: that was just extra
0: that was just extra in fact i was talking with um so um, long story sure i'm gonna make it long anyway just because that's what i do uh (laughs) no not really i'm gonna make it short (laughs) so uh i helped out with our church's video announcements this week so um, and I got a, uh, uh, a, a email this, this today. <laughs> Gosh,
1: you're having trouble um, with yeah, words. this afternoon
0: is what I meant to say. And, uh, it was English. to kind of talk about, so I've done them before, but it was to talk about, uh, that you're trying to like set some standards with the people who are, who are doing it and see what we can do to make it better. And so I was given some, some critique, some, uh, like in the best sense of the word, just some some coaching on how to do things a little bit better, um, and I was like, "Yeah, that's awesome. That's definitely something I'll be working on." And I asked if there was anything else, and she just she told me that I'm already natural. I already naturally have like energy, which is great, and I naturally have a wide range of vocal. I can't remember how she said it, but I have a, vibe, a wide vocal range. That's what I'm trying to say. There you go. Because she's like, you can be loud and you can be quiet or you can go real high or say low. Um, and in the back of my head, I'm like, you don't even know. Because <laughs> she's right. Um, but it was just kind of funny. Not that I'll ever use that voice in a video announcement. It reminds be me of weird. Charlie Day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah I guess so. I was gonna say but I know what I'm doing, yeah, maybe not, and I mean the actor Charlie Day knows what he's doing, but you say Charlie Day, and I just think of it's always sunny. The character on well, it's always sunny, so mm-hmm. Charlie. Uh, and he doesn't know what he's doing. He's just just looking around looking for those ghouls, <laughs> happy little ghouls eating their milkshake. So, uh, I don't recommend watching uh, that show, by the way. How is how you you said you had a good day? You had a good morning. You were woken up? Yeah. By the dog.
1: Yeah, it's been good. Really chill. I mean, I got to sleep in because Josie didn't wake up until like 10. (gasps) I think it was like past 10, actually. Something wrong? No. Okay. Um, why? (laughs) Why that reaction?
0: Because because this morning you said you were concerned that she hadn't woken up yet.
1: Oh, yeah. I was slightly concerned. Dun,
0: dun, Not concerned dun. enough to actually go up and check on her. Yeah.
1: um, But yeah, so I got to sleep in and then spend a little bit of outside time with you and Ollie. And, and then when Josie woke up, we just hung out, had breakfast. Yeah, it was just a really chill day. She took a really long nap, so Ollie and I got to just hang out together for a while. Cool. And he took a nap, so I got to hang out by myself for a little while. (laughs) Nice.
0: (laughs) Apparently today was, what, pay your own age day at Build-A-Bear? Oh, yeah. Yeah,
1: Yeah, okay. So I had heard about that. Was it last week that they told us, or was it the beginning? No, it was on Tuesday, right? Tuesday, that yeah yeah
0: they brought it up on Tuesday I had seen it on Facebook but someone when I saw it on Facebook someone had posted it and they posted like a screenshot talking about it and it was like so you can get a -A Build-A-Bear for as little as two pounds and I was like oh that's only in the UK buy your Build-A-Bear for only (laughs) two pounds Um, two pence two quid
1: well it's funny because I some people that I'm Friends with on Facebook, we're talking about, or we're basically like, who's all going to build a bear tomorrow? Blah, blah blah. It's gonna be a fun day. And then, like this morning, I look and they were like, "Yeah, there's no way I'm gonna stand in an eight-hour line." Like, <laughs>
0: holy schnikes! Just like that's like a job. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Standing
0: yeah. in line for eight hours.
1: <laughs> I've done that.
0: What? For eight hours? When?
1: Actually longer. I think it was- What? 14 hours.
0: What? What was this for? When I was at the Capitol. Build-A-Bear?
1: No, 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 no. (laughs) No, when I was, was, this was back in, was it 2000? Oh gosh. Was it 2012? No. No, maybe it was 2013. When, um, anyways, I was at the Capitol standing Mm -hmm. in line waiting to get into the House Senate to just basically see them vote on a bill Mm -hmm. that would uh, limit abortions. Anyways, so I was there in support of this bill.
0: I'm just a bill. And I was
1: there for 14 hours.
0: Okay. Well, that's a little more important than Build a Bear. Yeah. You're going to watch a bill. <laughs> the bear. Mm,
1: no. Not quite. <laughs> um, But yeah, no, I had thought about going to the Build a Bear thing. So I was like, hey, you know, don't really have anything to do on Thursday. Just, might be fun just to take the kids, get them a little $2 teddy bear, whatever.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Ain't ain't no way I was no.
0: That's insane. No way. That's insane. How I mean, how much does a bear cost like, nowadays? Is it really worth it? Ten dollars. No.
1: It is not worth it.
0: Sorry, that was an arrested my reference. But that was a banana, <laughs> not a bear. No, I honestly <laughs> don't know how much build a bear starts off at.
1: Uh I was looking 20, at their website. Twenty five? No, it's like they're thirty. So the the bear or 65. the sixty five. Not bears. They're not all bears. Eighty nine ninety nine. Um, but Whatever the bear's animal you choose, whatever um can be anywhere from ten to like twenty five dollars, okay. but that's just the like the bear right or the stuffed animal right um and that's, that's not including like accessories and clothing and stuff to go on it or whatever you want to do with the bear, so
0: right, and that's what the special is for, right it was pay your own. Age. A, age for just the bear. And then you pay right, for all the for accessories. For just the bear. Yeah. yeah. All the right. accessories were so still sold separately. So, max you were getting $24 off. Right. For eight hours. Not worth it. That's stupid.
1: Not worth
0: it. Do you really value your time at $3 an you hour? You
1: could make Come a lot on. more money in eight hours Come than on. $24.
0: <laughs> Come on. <laughs> oh, goodness. So, that's fun. Um, did we see any other crappy movies this week? Oh, you know what we forgot to do?
1: We forgot to say what number episode this is. 44! We made it! We made it to 44.
0: That's, uh, one of those numbers. That's four times 11.
1: 44. We've we've
0: done 11 episodes four times. We've done four episodes 11
1: times. That sounds better.
0: (laughs) Or, we've done 44 episodes! <laughs> Yay! We made it! Welcome back to our studio.
1: um,
0: Otherwise known as our dining room table.
1: Movies. Have we watched any movies this week?
0: Yeah, we did. I was just making a joke about The Last Jedi. Because I said, have we watched any crappy movies? Um, Which, you know, I, we talked about it last week. I don't actually think it's crappy. I just think it's funny.
1: No, but did we watch it's any just movies dumb lately? In Bruges. That's you right. Did watch a
0: movie? I'm not planning on watching that ever again. Yeah, I mean we don't. Yeah. There I I feel like there's Wasn't not much to say. I th- I mean I thought it was okay. It it's was entertaining, but Wait, what what problem what, did you have a problem with it?
1: Yeah, I what just What didn't you like about it? I didn't like the blood and mm-hmm. guts and I okay. don't know, making Yeah, I don't know. It's just uh, a bit much. I not
0: like it. Okay. I thought, I'm actually really surprised that you didn't say that you didn't like it because it was pointless. Because you say that about a lot of movies where all the characters, spoiler, die.
1: Well, you don't know if they all die. But it does does seem like they all get what was coming to them. Like, you know, like they all get their... Justice, yeah, basically. Well, sort of. Justice is served, sort of.
0: Except for the main character.
1: Yeah, you know, which you don't know if he lives or dies. Kind so. of deserved it. Not just kind of.
0: I mean, not that I would ever say that anyone deserves to die, but you kind of deserved to die. We all deserve to die. I know. I was, I was just kidding. <laughs> I was just kidding. I just wanted to say something stupid into a microphone and record <laughs> it and put it on the internet for everyone to hear. Yeah.
1: It's-
0: Anyway, yeah, it's weird. I I have some mixed feelings about it because I I in, in, on the one hand I enjoyed it, like I'm glad that I watched it, but I agree I don't think I'll ever watch it again, and I think it wasn't quite as good as I was expecting it to be. Well, let me put it this way: I don't think the plot was as good as I was expecting it to be.
1: I hadn't heard anything about it.
0: Okay, so. I had heard I had heard that it was really good. Okay, like, I had and never I even get heard of it. I I did like the humor. I know this is bad, but I liked how irreverent it was, <laughs> because the main dude would just fly off the handle, and it's like, oh my gosh, I can't believe he just said that. But that was kind of really funny, um, because he said that. Like it just he was made a it major super, ass. Yes, yes. Um. So I liked that aspect. Like I I respected that aspect, and it. Yeah, it was it was funny. But um, but the overall plot, I just feel like oh that kind of hmm that was abrupt and that was weird and I I don't you know I, I don't I don't know they they told they told the story they wanted to tell I don't know that I would have told it that way so anyways lukewarm on In Bruges. I think that's it I've been watching Seinfeld oh yeah that's fun I read a book on Seinfeld it made me want to watch it. So we've been watching it. Again. Again. (laughs) Yeah. It's fun.
1: Anything else? I don't think I've watched anything else. I don't watch TV, really.
0: Yeah, you have kids now. Yeah. Big difference.
1: And the only, now the only time they are allowed to watch TV is after Ollie wakes up from his nap. So around like 4.30.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so actually, I guess that's not true. You do watch TV. It's just kids' television.
1: (laughs) And it's, like, maybe but a variety of, like, five different shows.
0: Yeah. Sesame Street, Naughty, Little Baby Bum, Mighty Machines. Yeah. Pocoyo.
1: He, that was the first time he's watched that in a while
0: mm. nice it uh it sure kept him content at yeah. rehearsal night
1: but you no know, this is a reco so I guess I'm getting to a reco early but um what I've started to do is and because what I used to do is I would turn on whenever we would sit down to eat I would like turn on a show on the ipad and we would just sit there and eat and watch this little show while we were eating um well i didn't want to do that anymore i felt like they were just getting too much screen time so um i changed that and now when we sit down and eat we listen to um this little podcast for kids that's like kids telling bible stories it's oh so cute. yes yes and they all have british accents it's so cute
0: very british <laughs> <laughs> british
1: but Ollie loves it like Sorry. he'll just ask for it <gasps> bible stories please mother
0: i would like to listen to the bible stories well, he on the say ipad it like that
1: that would be hilarious please mama hopefully one day mama, um mama but yeah he i would like it. to listen to the and bible stories really with really cute tea and, and actually pretty entertaining because they do little voices for all the characters and they have like usually music in the background and it's it's captivating. It's entertaining.
0: Biscuits. So.
1: Yeah, recommend that. <laughs> What's it called? Um I think by kids for kids Bible stories. I think that's what it's called. Nice. Let me double check on that, though, because I'm not positive.
0: That's funny. By kids, like two kids, four kids.
1: Yes, by kids, four kids, Bible stories. Two
0: kids and then four kids. They just keep multiplying.
1: No, no, not four as like the number. That's not how it's spelled. Oh, yeah. I just want to be clear about that so no one's like looking up the wrong thing.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's a totally different podcast. It's terrible. Probably. I've listened to it. No, I haven't. Anyways, yeah. So <laughs> that's cool. I guess go. since we're doing recommend no, I'm just kidding.
1: I mean, if you had a reco, but
0: uh, we just want to do mid-show recos. No. Okay. Well then, shutting
1: that down right now. Oh,
0: okay. We're <laughs> done.
1: Um, what else do we want to talk about? Um, I don't know. It's funny, like trying to think about
0: a topic. Thinking about, Uh, talking about. Well,
1: usually I'll get a topic idea from just podcasts that I'm listening to lately. Mm -hmm. Um,
0: Because we're in a podcast echo chamber.
1: But pretty much. (laughs) (laughs) But um, but I've mostly been listening to By Kids, For Kids Bible Story. There you go. (laughs) I've listened to a crazy thing
0: happened in the Bible the other day.
1: (laughs) I've listened to a, a couple of podcasts, though. So, um, but what they were mostly talking about was, uh, I can't remember his name.
0: Uh, Every day when you're walking down the street. Is it Arthur? And everybody that art. Art.
1: Okay, yeah. okay. Art something. Oh, I'm so, I'm so, so sorry. I, I just listened to the podcast the other day,
0: so that's the only reason. I, you know. I, I've Azzardia. never heard of.
1: There you go. Art. Azurdia?
0: Exodia? Ig- like Yu-Gi-Oh? No, I don't Exodia. think that's I
1: don't think that's it.
0: It's a Art Azurdia.
1: Art Azerdia. Okay. I had never heard of him until, you know, a few days ago.
0: I'm just happy to make a Yu Gi Oh reference.
1: <laughs> this is kind of a serious topic. Okay. Babe. I'm sorry. Chill.
0: Shutting that down.
1: Um, So now I've lost my train of thought. Thanks so much.
0: You, the podcasts that you've been listening to have all been talking about one thing, and it's about this dude. Yes. 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 yes Artie yes. Boy.
1: Art Azerdia. Got it. Um, Yes, uh, about his unfortunate, sinful act of adu- ad- the adultery um, and how he has been, well, his, the, his church and the elders of his church have decided to strip him from his leadership roles, mm-hmm. his uh, pastor role yeah, at the church. Um, and I okay, so I, I don't want to get into the whole sexual immorality. Let's talk about adultery topic or adultery because oh, that's what the podcasts were talking about, and I think I feel like that's what everyone's talking about, so I just mm-hmm. didn't really want to talk about that. Um,
0: yeah,
1: but what was really interesting to me or what I actually thought was pretty refreshing was how the church actually handled it um, by stripping him of his pastor there. Mm-hmm. Like I, I think that that's the correct mm-hmm. way to handle that situation.
0: Um, Does that not usually happen?
1: I don't know. I, I think that it doesn't.
0: Okay. When have you seen it not?
1: Well, well just because it it seemed like this guy was pretty well known. Yeah, I had never yeah. heard of him, but it seemed like he was well known and just in my experience of pastors who are well known that have made these I was going to say mistake, but it's it's a sin. Um have Usually end up, I don't not not really getting swept under the rug, but just sort of like, yeah, I, ju- I just think that a lot of um, churches who have really well-known pastors or that are, I, I don't know if this is like a big church or not where he's from, um, but just in what i've seen from like bigger churches is that things tend to get yeah, not necessarily swept under the rug, but it it seems like excuses are made, you know. Okay. Um but yeah, that the like the elders themselves like issued a statement mm-hmm. and i haven't personally seen something like that from other churches who have had their pastors do something like this.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: So I just thought it was refreshing.
0: Okay. Cool.
1: Um but my question is like when a pastor does that or just really anyone in general whether they are a pastor at the time or not like does that disqualify them from being a pastor or an elder or ever being mm-hmm. or yeah, ever being a pastor or an elder again or just in general.
0: Uh, yeah. I mean like the first part of the question, yeah, definitely. It disqualifies you as a pastor or elder. Um, but from ever returning to that Yeah, I'm not sure. Because Rest. I mean, I th- I think there's something to be said about restoration, like that it it is possible to be restored to the pastorate.
1: But restoration doesn't always necessarily look like like a restored relationship isn't always going to necessarily look like it originally was.
0: Right. Definitely. Definitely. But I also wouldn't say that it's impossible.
1: No, it's not impossible.
0: Like it definitely Just in general. Yeah. It yeah, it it depends I mean it depends on a number of different uh it depends on what it looks like. You know, are are you asking like say someone who's been a pastor for 10 years commits adultery and then because he's been a pastor for so long and doesn't know anything else like you know, three years later, he's looking to become a pastor again? Because that's one scenario, but there's another scenario of, you know, if it disqualifies you. What if before you were a Christian, you know, you you cheated on your spouse, got divorced, and then got remarried, and then um, became a Christian and wanted to become a pastor? Like, are you still disqualified for what happened before you were a Christian? I mean, I think that's another scenario. Um, you know, if you i don't know got married young and and committed adultery and you' you worked through it with your spouse, and your relationship with your spouse has been restored and when you get older, you feel the call to become a pastor um does it disqualify you from becoming a pastor? I mean, I think those are three separate scenarios that all have to be addressed differently, and you'd have you'd have different answers. Now, I would say in the first, <laughs> the first situation, definitely not. I don't think that that um, situation that does not sound like uh, that restoration can occur in such a short amount of time to the same person. I mean, in that in that position.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, like like even right. the question of did that adultery occur while you were in the pastorate um, makes a huge difference because I would think it would be a lot harder to trust someone who has already betrayed the trust of their position and their congregation in mm-hmm. such a way rather than if you're asking someone who who wasn't a pastor at the time. Or, or was their adultery completely unrelated from their pastoral work in that like it was not a member of their congregation? Because if it's a member of your congregation, I think that's a, to- a different issue because then you've shown yourself unfaithful.
1: To your own flock.
0: Yeah, Right. right. Well, and I taking mean, advantage of your. Well,
1: you are unfaithful to your own flock if you're pastoring over them and even committing adultery with someone outside the congregation.
0: Right. But you're particularly preying on them. That's true. If you're committing adultery with someone in, in your, your church or someone who I would say even like, because of your pastoral position, you know, like say you go to a pastor's conference and you mean, I, I don't know. I don't know. i it, So I think there are lots of variables like that that would determine how you address the issue. Um, And so it's hard for me to make a blanket statement whether yes or no. Um, Also, I don't have an answer for this question. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I should have started there. Um, I, I don't have like a, I don't feel strongly Yes or no. I know, I would say if restoration is possible, it's going to take a long time. It's going to take a lot of work. It's going to take a lot of, it's it's going to take a lot to show that you are genuinely repentant mm-hmm. because it can be faked. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I, I would say like the other people in your life who, especially if you're looking at, at leadership within the church, like the people that you surround yourself with need to be walking you through that restoration process if that can happen. I mean, yeah. I would have a hard time understanding how that could happen with someone who committed adultery with someone in their flock. Mm -hmm. I don't see how that would happen that they would become a pastor again. I don't know, but I don't know. I, I luckily have never had to make those decisions. Yeah.
1: well, the, the passage that is really making me think about this, mm-hmm. um, then, uh, Titus one, um, where it's talking about the qualifications of elders and pastors. Cause there's, the same thing they should function as the same anyways um uh, starting in verse five for this reason i left you in crete that you would set in order what remains and appoint elders in every city as i directed you namely if any man is above reproach the husband of one wife having children who believe not accused of uh dissipation or rebellion Uh, For the overseer must be above reproach as God's steward, not self-willed, not quick-tempered, not addicted to wine, Um, not pugnacious. That's interesting in ASB. Uh, Not fond of sordid gain, but hospitable, loving what is good, sensible, just, devout, self-controlled, holding fast the faithful word, which is in accordance with the teaching so that he will be able both to exhort in sound doctrine and to refute those who contradict so what stands out to me is there are a few things um so above reproach you know hmm. what does that mean the husband of one wife what does that mean um he also has to be Uh, sensible, Mm self-controlled, like he has to have proved himself to be these things in order to be an elder or a pastor. Right. Um, Like not self-willed. Like if you've already proven that you're not those things by committing adultery, then does that disqualify you?
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Well, let, let me flip that question around. Um, would you say that someone who has committed adultery in the past could ever be described as as um, self-controlled?
1: Um, I mean, sure, if they're being self-controlled.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I, th- I think that's my point. And... I mean, man, reading that list, let me just say that that is, that is heavy. Mm -hmm. Like reading that through, that is a lot of, the Bible is serious about this, guys. That's what I'm trying to say is like, man, you read all of that back to back. Pugnacious, not enjoying having a lot of dogs around.
1: (laughs) Shut up. Just kidding. (laughs) No, I don't even know Um, what that word means. I've never seen that word before. I think it means aggressive. Okay.
0: Um, or like like ill te- not ill-tempered, but like easily getting into a fight. Oh, okay. I Got think that's, that's what it means. Um, anyways, so uh, no, but in all seriousness, that list is intense. Like that, that reading yeah. all of that and and really thinking about, like you said, what that means mm-hmm. and have they proven them to be so? Right. Not just do they have an absence of, of of being the opposite mm-hmm. but actually proven like basically not proving not just saying that oh yeah um i haven't ever seen him not be self-controlled before you know but like actually proving yourself to be self-controlled, self-controlled is, yes. there's there's a difference there
1: and if you commit adultery you're kind of proving your well not just kind of you're proving yourself to be not self-controlled
0: right definitely i agree but i'm also saying that people can change right and i think someone can prove themselves to be self-controlled even if they have not been in the past
1: right but like you said like the bible is obviously like god is obviously taking this role incredibly seriously yeah um and a man who has already proven himself to be not self-controlled, even if he is repentant and being self-controlled at the moment. um, I don't know. I just think that... I I think it would be incredibly hard and possibly very dangerous to trust someone in that position to to put someone in that position that has already proved themselves to not really be qualified for it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I agree. It it's it's difficult. I and I think that it should be difficult. I just wouldn't say that it's impossible again depending on the circumstance depending on on what it looks like within that person's life what does it mean to actually to actually hit all those marks after after um, you know failing yeah it sh- yeah it should be incredibly hard but i i wouldn't i wouldn't say that it's impossible altogether but and i mean the, the hard work too i think there's another um there's another aspect to it where just being on staff at a church um you have to kind of wade through like what is your reasoning like why why would someone who has fallen from their place as a pastor want to continue to be a pastor again right. um because there's a temptation frankly that if that's what you know that you're good at, you know, in air quotes there, if that's all you've ever known is working within the church and doing ministry as a form of, you know, as a, as a career, as a way to make money, um, then, I mean, yeah, you're definitely going to have a crisis when you're no longer qualified to do that in the same way that you have been doing that before. So you definitely have to address like, is that your motive? (laughs) Is your motive frankly tied up with your own self-worth and Mm self-image? Because that is the wrong reason to get back into ministry.
1: Most definitely.
0: Um so so there's a lot. I'm I'm yeah. Please don't hear me as saying, oh yeah, anyone can become a pastor again. Because that's not at all what I'm saying.
1: No, but that's a good point. Like if you have fallen so hard like that in your pastorate, then, like, yeah, what's your motivation to be in that position again? Yeah. Like, if you've, if you've already seen what you're capable of in that position, like, why want to go back to it?
0: hmm Yeah.
1: I mean, there's, plenty of other vocations that you can glorify God in. Like Mm -hmm. being a pastor or an elder isn't like some sort of higher calling, Mm -hmm. you know, like,
0: yeah. Yeah. I would hope as a pastor, you understand that as, you know, a, a previous as an ex pastor, I would hope that you would understand that. I would hope that you would understand that your life is to be lived under God's authority under, you know, what he wants and what, what is best for, excuse me, what he believes is best for you. Mm-hmm. Sorry. I don't know that I'm making sense, <laughs> but basically God's will before your own, you know? Um, so I would hope that that would be your guiding principle when looking for, a uh, some form of work and, yeah. um, that it wouldn't just be based on your skill set,
1: right? Yeah, or holding that position as an idol, you know?
0: Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. So. Yep. Dang, that wasn't even supposed to be our main topic. <laughs> um, not that we have one. We, we don't. don't have one. We don't. So have that a was main our main topic. Topic. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's. What it, <laughs> well, it's funny because like you prefaced it. I don't want to talk about it, I don't want to talk about it. But we're talking about it. <laughs> we're talking well, specifically in the case of the pastor. Right? Yeah, and uh, also, guys, we're millennials. We've just shown our millennialness by saying by asking questions and not coming to any answers. <laughs> we're just we're just here asking. We're just questioning things. We just <laughs> we're trying to be authentic and relevant. Oh gosh! And with our pour over coffee, actually, I i have a pour over coffee and i like it um oh dang it i'm more millennial than i thought um well you no, 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 are I'm just kidding. yeah exactly crazy i don't always would want to be though i don't know what i'm saying um yeah no no no. i hope i hope you've heard that we don't we don't know
1: yeah like I this is us verbally a... processing
0: yeah on the internet
1: I don't have a firm conclusion.
0: Yeah, yeah. But that said, I do think there there are some things that we hit on that are good. Yeah, principles. Some
1: things that I didn't. I mean, just reading that passage again, like some things popped out to me, and I'm just like, oh wow.
0: Dang. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Some. It's crazy how it does that too. (laughs) Sometimes is like some. Like how many
1: times have I read that passage? Yeah, and yeah,
0: yeah. The Bible is amazing, man, Mm -hmm. especially when you have the Holy Spirit and he's like showing you things in the Bible. Mm -hmm. It's like, dang, I thought I, I thought I've read this before and (laughs) it's totally different. Like even, um, you know how I said I was reading this morning in Psalms and uh, so I'm starting to try and memorize James and, uh, so like training wheels here, I'm still the very beginning. Um, but even this morning I was in, it just verse three. Um, so verse two is counted all joy. My brothers, when you face trials of various kinds, verse three, um, watch now I'm going to butcher it. (laughs) Now I don't even remember. Um, for, you know, that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And as I'm trying to memorize Mm -hmm. it, um, you know, I'm, I'm coming, I'm trying to come back through it throughout the day. I'm like, for the testing, Of your faith produces steadfastness. And I'm like, no, no, that's not what it is. I know that it's longer than that. So I pull out the Bible app and it says, for you know, the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And even just those few words for, you know, Mm -hmm. like James is giving them a reminder. He's not even setting out something new. He's saying, you know this, like this is the way that life plays out you know that trials are actually good for you mm-hmm. and that just brought in a whole different angle to me when even trying to memorize it and you know like reading it and rereading it and rereading <laughs> it um you notice like the construction of the words yeah um and how James is is encouraging his brothers by saying hey you know this let's let's whether that was whether that's because of previous scripture or you know, possibly just another sermon that they had heard that James knew that they, right. you know, it could it could have been a number of things, but it takes a more encouraging tone when he's not just, not just setting out like commands or something mm-hmm. like that, but being like, guys, you know, this mm-hmm. trials produce character, you know? Um, so even that was just super cool. The Bible's awesome, y'all. <laughs> I like it. I should read it more often.
1: Yeah, sometimes when I'm like, I don't know, listening to listening to a podcast or just like listening to an audio bible and I'm like convicted about something and in my head I'll go, Oh yeah. Thanks, Holy Spirit. <laughs> and like in, in my <laughs> and in in my head, obviously it's, I'm not actually hearing the Holy Spirit say this, but in my head in I'm,
0: your hair like, in
1: <laughs> in my head, I picture the Holy Spirit being like-hmm like, <laughs> <laughs> oh no
0: oh no you picture the Holy Spirit in your head that's a sin Well I guess
1: not, you can't really picture I know I'm, mm-hmm. I'm just but anyways
0: I'm I'm being reformed, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, zing.
1: Technicality.
0: Um, so, anyways. Oh, gosh. Do we want to keep going or are we done?
1: Um. Maybe we should stop before we say anything else. Done. 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 Stupid
0: dun. and heretical. <laughs> just, just kidding. Stupid and heretical. Uh. Maybe we do say those things sometimes. <laughs> um, okay, well... Now that I've said, should we stop? I want to keep going.
1: <laughs> oh. So I'm going to do it. Do you have something I'm else? i do
0: it. Yeah. Well, oh, I, so in thinking about what we wanted to talk today, um, you know, usually you I go to, talk to that. About I talk about today. What we wanted to, I, I can't talk today. Um, <laughs> obviously. Uh, obviously. I, I go back to the well of what have I been reading and listening to and, <laughs> and paying attention to and what am I learning in school and all that stuff. I say the well because it's it's dry, right now, and that's why I couldn't think of anything. Um, so I'm like frantically thinking. I'm like, well, wait a second. Uh, the our uh, pastor sermon was super cool this past Sunday. I really, oh yeah, I
1: forgot you want to talk about I that. I really so enjoyed
0: it. No, you're fine. Um,
1: I actually wasn't there. Well, Kids were still getting over some s- tummy bug stuff.
0: Have you listened to it on the podcast? What that I upload after a church podcast? on Sundays.
1: Of course, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I know there's a bug. no. I didn't listen to it. My bad. Uh,
0: tisk Sorry. tisk. Um, So we're going through the Psalms this uh, this month, all through July, um, and we're actually he, our, our pastor has challenged us he, the congregation to read through the entire book of Psalms in July, which is intense. Um, So he started. So obviously there are five five Sundays in July. So he's only going to be hitting a a few um, uh, psalms this month. He started off with Psalm one, awesome message. And this past week he did Psalm one hundred and fifty to kind of just couch the rest of the the psalms that he's going to be preaching on. And um, it it, it's it's kind of crazy. You know, we were just talking about how the Holy Spirit um, is able to show you things in His Word um that he hadn't recognized before and just my pastor's uh sermon this sunday was just like dang you got all that from that <laughs> uh like man you're so much more insightful than i am um because let's let's go ahead and read this and and Is me a as one? a little yes six verses me as a little um a little church kid you know been in church my whole life um, he, the there's this diabolical thing that happens where it's like, oh yeah, I've heard that before. It's not a big deal, or oh yeah, that sounds like church language, so you just kind of tune out, which is terrible, especially with the Bible. Um, so, anyways, don't tune out. Listen to this, because, and I'll, I'll tell you, if you're ch- if you're a little church boy too, you'll probably tune out. Don't do it. Or church girl, we're not sexy. Or a little church girl, if you're a little church person, and I don't mean <laughs> little person.
1: Oh, I no. mean, you you better you you better link that video.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, we can put that in there. So Recco, there there's another there's a little there's, anyway, a, there's we'll a little get to, video. We'll get to that at the that end. We'll, and go yeah. okay. Go so, ahead with now the serious stuff. The Psalm. Okay, Psalm 150. It says, "Praise the Lord. Praise God in His sanctuary. Praise Him in His mighty heavens. Praise Him for His mighty deeds. Praise Him according to His excellent greatness." Praise him with trumpet sound, praise him with lute and harp, praise him with tambourine and dance, praise him with strings and pipe, praise him with sounding cymbals, praise him with loud clashing cymbals. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord, praise the Lord. And uh, yeah, so it's a pretty (laughs) repetitive psalm. Um, I think we kind of understand what it's talking about. Yep. Praise God. Praise Um, the Lord. Praise the Lord and praise God. In verse one, it says, "Praise yeah. God." Praise the Lord, praise God, praise Him. So, yeah, three times. Um, and man, there were there was just um, so much application from this this seemingly like repetitive psalm, and it is repetitive. So we we know obviously psalms are songs that were sung um, in the like they are the, the it's the book of songs. That was written for the I was I would say the church, but you know obviously it was the Israelites. Um, and so this was a song that they would sing. And so you know, easy application first of all. Repetition in songs is fine. Mm-hmm. If you find yourself singing, repeating things over and over again, that's okay. It's not a bad thing to repeat in a as, song
1: as long as it's theologically correct.
0: Right, and praise the Lord is definitely theologically yes. correct. Um, but then like, um, our, my, my pastor was, was talking, okay. So the first thing, praise the Lord, praise God in his sanctuary. So right off the bat, we see that, um, that we see the importance of meeting together as a church, mm-hmm. meeting together as the people of God. And it's saying, what do you do when you meet together as a people of God? You praise God. Well, also, how do you do that? Or actually, before we go into how the next step is praise him in his mighty heavens Praise him for his mighty deeds according to his excellent greatness. So, yes, it says to praise God, to praise God with the congregation. But it also says, like, turn your eyes to God and see what he is. Like, why are you praising him? Right. Praise him for what he has done. Like, it's not just a nebulous, oh, we ought to praise him. But it's like, look at all the awesome stuff God has done. Um, And praise him for it. And then it goes into how you're supposed to praise him in the sanctuary for his mighty deeds. It says praise him with the trumpet sound, praise him with a lute and a harp, praise him with tambourine, dance, strings, pipe, cymbals, loud clashing cymbals. So all these different, this like cacophony of different instrumentation and not only instrumentation, it specifically says tambourine and dance. So there's that too dance as praise to god in the sanctuary that uh i i would venture to say that that doesn't usually occur at at many churches um so that that's interesting it doesn't occur often at my church i'll say that we've had we've had uh, a dancer do a performance before um but i I, uh, i i would venture to guess that some people would have issues with that um for for one reason or another whatever yeah, yeah. I mean, literally reading the word of God right here. Okay, <laughs> it's saying to praise him with tambourine and dance. Um, but then another thing that the, the so one thing one thing that um, that my pastor brought out was when it says to praise him with a trumpet sound. Um, the trumpets that they used back when this was written were not the brass instruments we know of today. Mm-hmm. It was more of like the, the horn, like the like a battle horn mm-hmm. type of like. It wasn't a refined musical instrument. It was like a, a, yeah, a battle horn, a horn that usually communicates something. Right. And a horn that would make one note. Okay. So it's well, not. Well, it's
1: that kind of horn is to m- make something known.
0: Right. Mm hmm. Yes, exactly. So you get a picture of it done out of, like, certainly in. It's certainly done orderly because, you know, war horns or horns like that are mm-hmm. used for a purpose, like you said, to communicate a specific thing. Right. Um, but it's not necessarily musically pleasing. Right. It's more for the idea to communicate something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you see the musical instruments, the lute and the harp. Well, those are definitely musically. Yes. Musically pleasing. Strings and pipe, you know, things like that too. But then we get to sounding symbols. Okay. And not only sounding symbols, then it says loud clashing symbols. So it gives you two different types of symbols. Loud. Yeah, one of which specifically says loud, and specifically says clashing. Mm-hmm. So again, it's not even that. Um, it's not like the writer of the psalm is saying, "Play to God with your favorite musical genre." It's it's just saying, "Look, guys." Praise God with whatever you have. Mm-hmm. If you have a lute, if you have a harp, if you have cymbals, just crash them together in excitement and, and give praise, praise to God. To God. Yeah. Dance before Him with a tambourine, um, and I just thought that was so awesome. And Pat, once again, I, I, I'm saying this because I'm I'm really this is all just pilfered from what my pastor said, but it's just things that I've been thinking over the past week um, is that. I mean, multiple times, all throughout the Bible, you see God commands us to praise him. But what exactly does that look like in terms of, especially, especially in the context of music, especially in the context of music within the church, what music ought we to play to God? He doesn't say. He doesn't tell us we need to play a 4-4 four, four beat. Right. He doesn't tell us we need to play one particular instrument. He doesn't need. To, he doesn't say that we don't play any instruments. <laughs> um, he he doesn't say, and that the beauty of that is that it means we're not confined to one sound, right, for worship. That all musical styles and genres and ways of expressing praise to God is encouraged, um, and I I think that's beautiful Mm -hmm. um now i'm i maybe i'm yeah i probably have stepped on people's toes so (laughs) forgive me for doing that i was just dancing too hard no actually (laughs) i don't like dancing personally so i probably wouldn't do that i probably wouldn't do that um it wouldn't look like praise and i probably (laughs) would have a really hard time focusing on god if i were to attempt to dance (laughs) um so Yeah, it it was just—it's just kind of eye-opening again that something so um, seemingly repetitive and like, oh yeah, you know, I've heard that. Of course, praise God Um, has so much depth to it and Mm -hmm. so much that it has to say about us today and how we are to praise God. Like our focus is on God, not on the songs we sing, right? Not on the musical genre. Not on the, you know, whether they're, they're drums. Not on your
1: personal preference. preference. Yeah,
0: exactly. Exactly. And I'm looking. Boom shaka. Well, I'm looking straight at myself too. Mm-hmm. Not at like, oh, I, I don't like the song. This Isn't that great? That's not the point. The point is praise God. Yeah. Um, I will
1: say I, I won't sing a song if I have like, if, if I think it's wrong theologically Mm -hmm. right um but if it's just not my style of preference Mm -hmm. then i'll still sing it i Mm -hmm. just will think that it's boring or something (laughs) but like i yeah that that's also something that i'm trying to push past this week because there's this i'm i'm helping lead worship on sunday and uh, we're singing a song that I've actually never heard before, but or hadn't heard before until a few days ago, um, that I think is very, very boring. But it's not necessarily theologically incorrect, so I don't see anything wrong Mm -hmm. with anyone singing it or necessarily anything wrong or sinful about the song. Just that... I'm having a hard time like being worshipful in it because it's boring me. Mm -hmm. And, but that's my personal problem. Yeah. That I need to push past.
0: Can I just say that it's awesome that you, that you understand that, that you see that, that that is something you have to work out. Like, it's not a problem with the song necessarily. I mean, sure. Yeah. It's a boring song, but. Again, if we go back to this scripture, it says to praise God, Mm -hmm. that our focus is on God. And if a song, like if a musical, this is what my pastor said once again, if a musical genre is what's stopping you from worshiping God, then the problem is not the song. Right. The problem is your heart. The problem is the reason that you're singing in the first place, because it's not for you. Right. It's not for your own, not to say- that um that there are songs that stir our emotions like and th- and that's a good thing to to express your emotions in song when mm-hmm. it also is saying something beautiful to god right like yeah i i get stirred emotionally all the time in worship with all kinds of different songs
1: doctrine and um, devotion go hand in hand
0: exactly um but it, but that's not the focus the reason I get stirred is not because it's a pretty song, right, but because I know the God that I'm singing to mm-hmm. and and what I'm singing just captures the my ah i was gonna say, sounds so hallmarky, captures my heart, it just captures what i I'm deeply longing to say to god and um uh, and talks of. How God? I mean, actually, when I get emotionally caught up, it's usually because the song is talking about what God has done,
1: right? (laughs) Frankly, yeah,
0: Um, because it 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 just causes you to turn your eyes to God.
1: It humbles you, beautiful, makes you want to praise Him.
0: Yeah. So, I don't know. I really liked it. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw that out as a reco. I'm gonna put a link to the the podcast for my church. Sweet, because I liked it.
1: Maybe that'll like make the, me listen to
0: it. <laughs> yeah, you should check it out. All of you listening to me, even right now in this room as we record. Um, yeah, there'll be a link to to that. Uh, Psalm 150 by Brandon Zisky. All right. Well, if you got any thoughts about that, if you think everything we've said is wrong, even though we haven't come to very many hard conclusions, um, we'd love to hear you let us know how wrong we are. <laughs> uh, you could do that. You can, you can at me, bro. At, um, uh, Come we're on me, bro. Twitter at so underscore talk to me, or you can email us at, uh, talk. Mm, 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 so talk to me podcast at gmail.com. Do you have any recommendations for the lovely listeners?
1: Any other recommendations, other
0: recommendations,
1: uh, the other, other,
0: other recommendation.
1: I don't think so.
0: No. Okay. Well, I I've, I've been listening to some some different music. Um so I'm just going to throw out that reco as well. Um I was actually really impressed the um there's this dude that I've heard has written some worship songs before. Uh, and he it, the but he hasn't put out worship records in a while is my understanding. He's
1: the one who wrote the song that I'm singing yeah, that wow. I find really boring. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, and I, anyways,
0: I've heard his music before I've heard a couple of his albums before and and they didn't quite grab me um i'm I'm like he does some things that are cool, but like for instance his his latest album i think i think this, here's the thing is I think he's a really good songwriter, but some of his musical choices I'm just like like he just he uses um these drum samples that just sound real eighties and electronic Fake. and I'm just like. Ah. I just, it feels so weird in this song mm-hmm. where you're pouring your ha- heart out, dude. Anyways, his name is John Mark McMillan. Um, they He put out a record that's like a, a stripped-down version of some of the songs off his latest record, and it is called The Mercury Sessions. And I really like it. Um, the songs are definitely earworms. And again, I think he is a good songwriter. And so I think this, like, by stripping out a lot of the and more electronic elements, I think that really shines through in the record. So The Mercury Sessions by John Mark McMillan. I dig it. Hopefully you will too. Yeah.
1: The song that I'm singing isn't on that album. So.
0: Nope.
1: So. I'm just letting the listeners know, so they're not like, well, Samantha says it's boring, but.
0: <laughs> but Josh likes it. Hmm. <laughs> nope. Didn't say I liked it. You weren't listening. <laughs> Sorry, hypothetical listener. <laughs> Go back. Check the tape. Go for it. You got this. There is no tape. No tape. That's all digital.
1: Because we're living in a digital world. Those aren't the lyrics, but I just wanted to change it. Because I thought a fit.
0: I am a digital girl.
1: Too far. Okay, bye.
0: keep going this will be great for after the podcast <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: oh well, now i remember